The Chargers wrapped up the last of their offseason activities last week with their mandatory minicamp, but there were two players in particular that stood out the most to head coach Brandon Staley. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and I want to wish all the Bolt dads out there a happy Father's Day. And as you guys are hearing this, everyone a happy Juneteenth as well. But we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons together. We're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David, you definitely want to do that right now because on Wednesday's show, we have the Chargers Haley Elwood coming on the show, someone that has so many good connections inside that building and gets such an up-close and personal look at this team. But we start today by talking about what Brandon Staley said last week about two players in particular, Jalen Guyton and him even coming along on special teams and not just as a wide receiver, and Nazir Adderley being one of the standouts at the Chargers mandatory minicamp because if those guys can have an impact this year, that's going to be huge for this team but we'll also talk about Justin Herbert and how he's going into year three and why he needs football and also Austin Eckler relishing the competition behind him as the alpha dog of the running back group and wondering who else can come up and do what he did and make a huge appearance you know in these sessions in these practices in these preseason games and maybe be the next Austin Eckler to make the team as an undrafted free agent or maybe one of these later round picks stepping up to really take a hold of one of those jobs. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. David, when we talk about these mandatory minicams, though, the one thing we did get was some transparency from Brandon Staley in his final presser before we see the Chargers again in training camp. And that was two guys that he talked about. And I want to start with Jalen Guyton, who he said during the spring has really impressed him. Yeah, I mean, that's music to my ears, Daniel. I am really happy to hear that because Jalen Guyton's a guy that we know what he brings to the table. We know it's the it's the just unmitigated raw speed. I mean, it's that that real speed that definitely plays. And for him, he just needs to be able to improve his game as an overall wide receiver. And it seems like in these offseason activities in minicamp here, he caught a couple of really deep touchdown passes or and caused the made a really a couple of really good plays from backup quarterback Chase Daniel. So you love to hear about that. That just goes to show you that Jalen Guyton understands this opportunity and is coming in here ready to work and he's ready to show everybody that he is going to be an integral member of this offense. Yeah, and Brandon Staley said he was one of the guys that came off the top of his head. He said he's had a fantastic offseason, made a lot, lot of big plays. I also said he came in physically just in great shape. He's moving great. Thought we were able to kind of move him around like you were saying. And that is something that is a really good sign for these coaches, right? Especially as you're trying to fight for this wide receiver three spot because that just means this is getting even more interesting because we thought pretty much for sure that Josh Palmer is coming for some of those snaps as the you know wide receiver three for this team. He kind of was that last year, but we were wondering if he was going to get more of a stranglehold on that position this year. And we'll talk about what Justin Herbert had to say about Josh Palmer later in the show. But for Jalen Guyton to be pushing him, right, and, and to be even fighting for more snaps this year, I think is a really good sign for this team. And one of the things they talked about him doing was 
earning it on special teams and, and finding a way to be an impact player in the kicking game, as Brandon Staley put it. And when he was asked about it, he said, speed, real speed. He's 4-3 and he's big. That's a big part of the gunner job, getting guys who can really run. We really challenged him to do that because if it's a good receiver, you have to be able to beat press coverage. That's just a natural part of your job. He also said he wanted him to have an extended career in the NFL, and that could be a big part of it. And as a guy who's, you know, not scraping along the bottom of the wide receiver depth chart, but as a guy who's not potentially one of the top three options, that's super important, and it maybe does help the Chargers special teams, David. Yeah, I mean, hey, he is one of the fastest guys on the team, if not the fastest guy on the team. So to get him on the special teams unit where he can really fly down the football field and try to make some plays as a gunner, I mean, that could only you know improve the special teams unit. They wanted to get more athletic. They wanted to get faster. And Jalen Guyton can help them do that if he is able to take to this. And hey, Jalen Guyton might have to you know, look at this as an opportunity to say, hey, if I go out here and I kill special teams, that's going to help me stay in the league. And that's also going to prove to the coaching staff that they can trust me with whatever task that they want to give me that I'm going to go and I'm going to get it full on. I'm going to put all of myself into it and I'm going to excel doing it. So I think that's going to show the coaching staff that he's ready to go and that's going to help him when he gets on the field as a wide receiver, if he proves those opportunities on special teams, he's going to get more opportunities on the field, hopefully catching those deep passes from Justin Herbert. Yeah, and we all know he can do that. We don't know if he can do the special teams part of it. Yeah, I mean, you see why it fits because he does have to get off press and maybe working on that helps him just in general as a wide receiver, which I think they think it will. But the other thing is you have to be able to tackle and they're not yeah. going to be able to find that out yeah. right now. And that is a big part Gotta of that. Get the but- pads on. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get some of these special teams aces that we've seen, like a Kasim Osgood, right? He was technically a receiver, but really he was, he was a, beast. a standout ace as a special teams player and made a lot of impact plays for the team. And the Chargers, especially on the punt team last year, just didn't get enough out of that unit. Not enough mm-hmm. balls, you know, damned in good areas. Not enough balls that were, you know, not blocked. <laughs> so, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things they have to work on. But the, having a better gunner, I think, is something that is going to help. And we all know how big of an impact the special teams part of that receiver room played last season when you see someone like Tyron Johnson get cut, right? Because he wasn't bringing value there. Neither was Jalen Guyton at that part, but he kind of won that position. And now this year, they want him to add to his game a little bit, and maybe he could be an impact player. But the other player that stood out, which I think is important, David, is Nazir Adderley stood out. And what he said is, I think that Nazir has had, I would say, it's the same impact on defense. Derwin James didn't go full speed in the seven on seven, but I think Nas really showed up. He was our most productive guy in the spring in the secondary. I think that those two guys for sure kind of stood out to me, him and Jalen Guyton, and that prepared me well. They're in great shape physically and mentally. They've been sharp. I thought they both had quality springs. And David, I mean, we've been kind of on this train for a while, but we've been on it going into other seasons as well, so it's kind of tough. But it's hard not to get excited because we know kind of how close Nazir Adderley has been. He is coming off of his best season, and it seems like things may be starting to quit. No, it's just nice. It just seems like that work that he put in last year, it's starting to matriculate. It's starting to show itself, and it's taking it through a full season from him. You know, he really showed and really progressed well, got more aggressive, and that definitely played into him improving his game. And if that continues this season, it could really click. And if it does, it could he could really turn into the player we all saw coming in that had so much potential that that had that could be the guy that could be your deep safety, that could be your last line of defense kind of defender, a guy that you trust. He's really getting close. And if he puts it all together, they could really have that 
fantastic safety duo, Derwin James, Nazir Adderley out, you know, back there doing crazy things like we always thought they would. Absolutely. I mean, also, I still don't forget when Nazir Adderley came in as a rookie and said, me and Derwin James are going to be the best tandem safeties in the league, right? Like that. Yeah. He, he was never short on confidence, you know, an injury that takes pretty much your whole season and the way it's kind of played out can change some of those things. But yeah. it seems like he's still there. It seems like he's making plays early on, which is just, I think, a real X factor for this defense because everyone knows how much J.C. Jackson's going to improve the team and Khalil Mack's going to improve the team. Sebastian Joseph Day. We don't know what to expect from Nazir Adderley. We don't know how much better he can be than the version that we saw last year. We do know he's going to have a lot more talent around him. But I'm also still thinking about if, I think Jalen Guyton's easily the fastest guy on this team. I mean, you said it, and now I just can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. I mean, I think it's got to be. It? I mean, I, him and JT Woods are going to race for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think him and Michael Davis are going to race for sure. Oh, yeah. Michael I think Davis the, both can... of those guys. I mean, Tavon Campbell could be a He's guy that has yeah. something to say about it, too. And none of those guys are as good as Nazir Adderley with the ball in his hands, which is the other thing. No, you know, if he is able that's to, for sure, they could get a couple of defensive scores this year. That would be just great. It's like, hey, Justin, not only we're getting off the field more, but hey, take a load off. You know, we'll score. We'll a take care of this. We well. can do both. Don't I just worry. think it's great though, and it's hard though because we've had the hype before. Nazir yes. Adderley has had the hype before. He still has to go out there and do it. But these are guys that, if they are able to find it, it's going to mean something for this team because both could have a significant role with this team and so could Josh Palmer and Justin Herbert is very excited about him and it seems like the wide receiver three battle could be heating up a little but I mean with Justin Herbert he basically just loves football right and he just is going to find any way to be on the football field even when he's supposed to be on vacation so we're going to get into that but it is nice to see these two young guys getting moments out there and hopefully taking that next step because that's the thing you can never really project but if you guys want to make a moment special with jewelry the one place you go to is Blue Nile com it's the only place i go to for all my jewelry needs obviously i had a few since i'm getting married next month in july but at blue now you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating one of the life's milestone moments find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience and online shopping at blue Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. And no matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word. And every order is insured. It ships free. And it arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and shop at BlueNile.com today. All right, David. Well, when Justin Herbert gets on the microphone, it used to not mean too much because he pretty much always knew what he was going to say. My name is Justin (laughs) Herbert. You had the, you know... Quarterback speak, the robo quarterback, he had that down. He's not going to make any waves, which can be a good thing. And I think for the team, it's like you never want your quarterback making waves, right? And you'd much rather him be very, very boring. Yes. But (laughs) I really like some of the things that he had to say in his final press conference of minicamp. But I do have to tell you guys, especially the basketball fans out there, that the ultimate NBA mock draft starts on June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. So make sure you guys are checking out that out with all of the experts. The Odyssey Insiders in the first pick is June 16th. So follow that wherever you get your podcast from the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. But another guy who's pretty good at basketball 
Justin Herbert, who might not be allowed to play basketball anymore because he went viral dunking on kids in a gym. <laughs> and he seemed pretty upset about that, but I think he'll probably an awesome clip. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a great clip. And I, you know, I think when he goes to Eugene, he'll be in Oregon. He'll be able to find where he's from some places that he can do it a little bit more low key because I think yeah. he's still going to be out there jamming on kids. I just don't know if we're going to see it anymore. <laughs> and, that, and that's sad. But one of the things that kind of went viral, you know, kind of a clip and a soundbite and a quote that I saw all over all over Twitter was Justin Herbert saying, I need football. And what he was talking about is throwing himself into film study, especially in the offseason when this is your one time to relax. Right. And Austin Eckler talked about kind of trying to balance both of those things while you're in the NFL and missing the, the you know voluntary OTAs that Austin Eckler missed. But for Justin Herbert, it's just like watching film and doing like more football stuff because he's such a dude's football dude. And what he said is, I appreciate watching film. I think it's the great thing about football for me is I need football. I love waking up and going to work, lifting, running, throwing, and watching film. I think too much off time can be kind of a burden to me sometimes, so I always look forward to having stuff to do, whether it's just throwing to the guys or being out there at OTAs. And that is just such a Justin Herbert answer, David. I mean, the dude just wants to be out there playing football, and he said it's like kind of a burden to have all of this off time. He said he's going to enjoy going home to his friends and things like that and in Eugene, Oregon, seeing his family and spending that time. But he said he likes, you know, just waking up, eating, breathing, sleeping football. He said the mandatory minicamp was kind of like his vacation. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, a reporter asked him, hey, are you going to take vacation? He's like, I feel like I'm on vacation right now. When you go on vacation, you're trying to get away from something. What a psycho. And I'm never trying to get away from football. So, yeah, hey, that's the kind of psycho that you want playing starting quarterback for your franchise, the guy that – literally eats sleeps and breathes football at all times that is clearly justin herbert does and there's nothing fake about what he says it's all real that's just who he is so you love that out of your starting quarterback justin herbert i i said it on you know one a, a podcast that i guest uh, guest start on a couple days ago you're Called starting what? to get you know it's the thunder down under podcast actually it's out of australia fantastic dudes but I, I said, Justin Herbert, you're starting to get a little bit more from him. You're starting to get a little more personality. Oh, yeah. You're starting to get a little bit more of just who a he tiny is. bit, tiny bit. Just, and, you know, and it's nice. It's nice to get to know the person, Justin Herbert, other than just the football player, Justin <laughs> Herbert. I mean, and like, thank God we just don't have like the sad Justin Herbert who is coming out, you know, in his rookie season with Anthony Lynn and just having them both repeat over and over again. There was miscommunications, right? Like oh, it's come yeah. a long Lord. way since those days. But I, I really like kind of seeing a little bit more like pe- peeling yeah. another layer of the onion back. Like I've said before, like Tom Brady's just now opening up. Right. So we're yeah. not ever going to get a ton, but at least we don't have like sad crying Michael Jordan face, you know, Justin Herbert out there just <laughs> being super sad and having to kind of read from the speech it seemed like you know some after some of those games but yeah one of the things he also talked about a lot was just his progression from last year to this year and he's talked about that throughout the offseason and just picking up where the offense left off which was you know a top five offense by a lot of metrics last season and now it's football 202 david which i know is something that you have talked about before you really like that kind of comment because i think it really kind of puts into perspective where this team is at offensively Besides some of the newer guys, they're coming into this, picking up where they left off. And one of those things that they're doing in that situation is when he was asked about how he's going to improve, one of the things he brought up was the cadence, right? And last year, they're trying to get everything down. This year, they have everything down. So now they're not just worried about getting the play call out. They could run a hard count. It's not just, hey, this play on one. They're finding these little nuances that now he can focus on a little bit more because of how experienced he's been now in this offense. 
Yeah, and I think there were several situations last season where you're like, man, why didn't we get a hard count out there? Or why didn't we get more results yeah. from a hard count out there? And maybe this is the reason why. It's because he just wasn't re- he wasn't there in the you know maturation process of understanding the offense. Now he is. And and it even kind of changed the way that he looks at film. He, you know, he was able to pick up on more cues and be able to see more things like where are the linebackers at in the formation? Like where are your defensive backs and how are they shading? What is their, you know, their balance like? And their he's leverage, able to, yeah. Yeah, their leverage, excuse me. They're able to pick up on more. He's able to pick up on more of these cues to where he can go out there and really execute the best play possible for the offense. Yeah, and I mean, Daniel Popper had brought up those good plays that Jalen Guyton had made. Another thing that Daniel Popper brought up about Justin Herbert is just like, hey, if this, but that was all him kind of processing before because he was saying, you know, as a rookie, I was just trying to catch up. Last year, I'm trying to learn the offense. Like, if that was all him just trying to adjust and learning on the fly and, you know, gone it by the seat of his pants, and now this year he's feeling more stable for the dude who already had the lowest percentage of turnover-worthy throws in the NFL last yeah, year. 5,000 passing yards, 40-plus And that's yeah. with the 15 touchdowns. That's something that always gets brought up. You have to go back and watch all of those interceptions. I mean, yeah, interception, yeah. 15 interceptions last year. The reason I'm not worried about it, go back and watch them. So many fluky things. Receivers falling down. Tip balls. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but there's a reason why – his turnover-worthy throw percentage was the lowest in the NFL. It's because some of those weren't on him. And they were yeah, I remember an interception long. that the what Trayvon Diggs did with the Cowboys in Week Two. Like that was ridiculous. It was miraculous. Oh, like, oh, yeah, the, the chances is. of that interception happening is probably less than ten percent. Uh, as far when as you have like the Jared again. Cook, you know, not running the full route, being yeah. on different pages, like that stuff that comes down too. So anyways, that's examples. just for the argument that's out there because a lot of people have talked about that specifically. Yeah. But he's growing and he's learning more and he should be even better, which is a scary thought for the rest of the league. But he also said. Josh Palmer should be a lot better this year. The second year wide receiver who was, you know, borderline wide receiver three last year and obviously had some big competition with Jalen Guyton. When he was talking about that, though, he said he's a guy that came in really early last year. He picked up the offense pretty easily. But this year, it's a different Josh Palmer out there. He picked up uh, there. He knows exactly what he's doing now. We've thrown a bunch after practice. I feel comfortable with him. I trust him. Well, Well, at least I hope that he trusts me as well. And that is such a big thing being on the same page as your quarterback, but he is a guy, David, that I think who's also primed, right? If he can take that wide receiver spot and get on the field as wide receiver three, who could have a big impact for this offense. I mean, it's just so hard to kind of figure out how much he's going to be on the field because he and Jalen Guyton do fundamentally different things at the wide receiver position. Yeah. But you love the fact that you have Josh Palmer in that room because God forbid if Keenan Allen or Mike Williams go down you know, for a little bit, you feel very good that he's going to be able to step in and be able to provide very good production for them in their stead. So that's yeah. why I love just, uh, excuse me, love, love Josh Palmer because he has that confidence and you, you see the work ethic. You saw it from day one. So, you know, he's going to be ready for whatever opportunities are thrown his way and he's going to go out there and he's going to ball out. Yeah. And he's a really good separator. He has, he had the best hands on the team last year and like one drop, Right. He, yeah. He, drop. He's just someone that you can see the skill set. It is a little bit more redundant with Keenan Allen, you know, and Mike Williams to some extent, but he's a really solid player who surprised me in year one. And especially as a guy who came in at a third round pick, him with Justin Herbert, I mean, that could be something special that's growing. And maybe we see kind of the roots of that more this season. But I like Smart. hearing what Justin Herbert had to say because I do think that with him, like, you trust in what he's saying now a little more, does seem a little bit more genuine, but also that, like, he made such a big leap from year one to year two. There's no reason to think he can't make that same leap from year two 
to year three. But if you think that, there is a place you can go put your money where your mouth is, and that's betonline.net, where you can bet for Justin Herbert, who's no longer the MVP at betonline.net. So that means better odds on it and the NFL futures on betonline.net because that is the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network in the Locked On Chargers Podcast. And they always make it fun, too. I mean, I had a lot of fun betting on the Warriors and winning money that way in the NBA Finals. But there's also the Stanley Cup Finals going on right now. Hockey is crazy. The playoffs are nuts. Make sure you guys are getting in on that action. But it's not just that. It's UFC. It's baseball. It's anything that you can think of. You even have a live in-game betting where you can change your fortune and not be stuck with maybe the dumb bet you made earlier on in the night. But I do love that BetOnline always has the best odds, lines, and props that you guys are going to find out there. So make sure you head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about it at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David, well, there's Austin Eckler, who also talked a little bit about some of the things that have gone down this offseason. One in particular was him not being there for some of it, right? And he was the only player, I believe the only, only player that didn't show up to any of the voluntary mini camps, right? Well, Jerry Tillery missed some time, too. Sure, but he ended yeah. up showing up with Joey Bosa later on. Yeah, later Austin on. Austin Eckler didn't attend any of them, I believe. Any of the voluntary ones. Right. He showed yeah, up correct. for the yeah. mandatory minicamp. Yeah. And I, I've seen people, I've seen him take some heat, right? And and I, I do understand that from a fan's perspective, it's like, hey, go be out there with your team. But you also have to remember, too, it's voluntary for a reason, right? And it is cool to see Joey Bosa deciding he is going to voluntarily be there, right? And, yeah, and that does mean is. a lot. Having all those dudes show up does mean something but Austin Eckler had a very interesting answer as to why he didn't show up David that I think is important and what he said is it's important to understand that during the NFL season the NFL is getting the most out of you as it can it's getting your time it's getting your mental it's getting your physical body it's getting everything out of you when the offseason comes my mindset is flipping the switch now I'm trying to get everything out of the NFL by using the connections by using my status on the team using my connections in fantasy football and all the hype that is built up when I'm Going to these practices and going 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock, paraphrasing now, I'm missing out on some of those opportunities. And I think, David, especially for someone like him, you know he's going to come in in great shape, right? He's documenting pretty much all of it anyways, but like yeah. you're not worried about him slacking off during the offseason at all. He's going to do it on his own time, but I think at this point he's earned the pedigree, right? He's earned the trust of this team to he'll come in, he'll be in shape, he'll be ready to go. And for him, someone who's a running back, right, a short shelf life in the NFL, someone who is a streamer, someone who likes to do all the things Austin Eckler likes to do to maximize his brand, like, I totally get it. And I understand those who don't show up and who do, but, like, at least for this you're seeing, he's doing it for the right reason, so I have no problem with it. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. All love for Austin Eckler, obviously, being the first player to ever be on the Locked On Chargers podcast. <clears throat> That's crazy, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but for Austin Eckler, you also have to look at the context of, of the position that he's playing and how he has carried himself in his NFL career. He's been there. He's done that. He's excelled at a very high level. He has nothing to prove to anyone. And he, he even said, hey, there's an appropriate time to show up and be here with your teammates and, you know, be able to create those bonds. And you have to earn the, the you know, the trust of the coaching staff. He said, hey, if you're a young player, you better be here. You better, you know, be sure. here absorbing he all sees the benefits for the younger guys. Right. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's not in that situation. He's already done it. He has that trust of the coaching staff. They know what he's going to do when he shows up. So you can't fault the guy for going out there and trying to use his platform and use his connections to be able to try to think about life after football because yeah. he plays one of the most physically demanding positions on the football field. And like you said, the shelf life is short. You never know what's going to happen. So for him, 
he's trying to make sure that when, you know, he is done playing the game and he said he wants to play the game for a long time, that he has other things going on that can continue to improve that revenue stream. Yeah, and I was just impressed with his honesty with that because Absolutely. he's making really good points. You know, he's out there wheeling and dealing, making himself money, building up his future as a guy who had to grind into the league as an undrafted free agent. And the other thing he's always super open about and has been the last couple of years is, but I also want someone else to do it with. And he was he asked that again, like, <laughs> and you don't see that, like, no. hey, come for me, come push me, right? Like, you right. just don't see that. He wants somebody to come in and take some of his carries. He's the yeah. alpha dog. Come take them away, but. When he was asked about it, he was saying that the wear and tear of being in the league for six years takes its toll, right? He said, it starts yeah. to build. I've been an advocate of, on the team of being able to split reps. That's kind of my upbringing in this league. I was mainly a special teams guy. And then when I did bring it, get brought up, basically, I was splitting reps with Melvin Gordon because that is how he came in. And he's 100% right. I mean, that's the thing is if you want to, if you want to keep getting the same Austin Eckler that you're getting, obviously you want him on the field as much as you possibly can. But to get the most out of him, to keep him fresh, to keep him as dynamic as we've seen him, and to try to keep him on the field for 17 games. He needs a backup running back to step up in RB2, and he's out here basically screaming it from the mountaintops. And to be clear, he's not saying, hey, I'm going to give you guys some reps and you know everything's going to be great. He said, no, you need to come and take these reps from me. You need to earn them. And that's exactly what somebody needs to do. The Chargers have cycled through so many different guys in that yeah. position, and it just doesn't seem like there's been anybody to just grab that position and take it and earn it. So there's a new candidate now it's Isaiah Spiller, obviously your fourth round pick from this past year's draft. So yeah. we'll see if he is going to be able to take that opportunity. And by all accounts, he's going to be given the chance to do that. And obviously there's going to be some competition as there should be, you know, jo jo you know, with uh, Joshua Kelly and you know Larry Roundtree, who was drafted last year, those guys are going to have to try to earn their spot. And it, you know, if it's for RB two or RB three, who knows, they're going to have to figure that out in training camp. But we all know we want to keep Austin Eckler on the field. We need somebody that not only can go out there and, and carry the rock, we need a guy that can go out there and make plays and keep up the production while Austin Eckler is on the sideline. Yeah, and he literally said, I want these guys to come challenge me. Like, let's go. Bring yeah. it. Come on. Come earn some reps. And I love like, it. <laughs> he also said he's going to be bringing the energy as well. Like he said, hey, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to bring the energy, but it's up to one of these young guys to come in and take it. And yeah, RB2, I mean, I know we've kind of crowned Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. I mean, it's still what makes the most sense to me just because I think he's a different kind of prospect than the other two guys who were drafted. I mean, three running backs drafted three consecutive years, right? Yep. Fourth round or later. Isaiah Spiller is built a little bit different, I think, than the rest of those guys. And I think he fits with what the Chargers want to do, obviously. That's why they drafted him. But for the other two guys, I mean, they still could be kind of, you know, fighting for a roster spot at some point. We don't know if the Chargers are going to keep four running backs when they're going into things this year, or maybe a fourth running back is actually a fullback, right? We don't know how the roster construction is going to play out. And it could mean one of Josh Kelly or Larry Roundtree. I have a hard time believing that Isaiah Spiller is in any trouble to not make the roster. But one of the things that Austin Eckler said is like, hey, this is what I had to do. And he said, that's the same as it was for me, right? I got an opportunity. I started making plays here and there. And they were like, oh, May. Maybe Austin can play a little bit. It's the same thing that I want to see from these guys. So, like, even though we're talking about Josh Kelly, Larry Roundtree, one of those guys, you know, coming and taking some of those reps or maybe even just securing the RB3 spot on the team. But maybe you start looking at guys like Letty Brown, undrafted free agent, or Kevin Marks Jr., an undrafted free agent, and maybe they're the next Austin Eckler because we know this team 
does take seriously the undrafted guys that they bring in, and they're willing, if you're able to go out there and make plays in training camp in the preseason, that they'll keep you around potentially. The blueprint is there, Daniel. The blueprint is there, and they have somebody that's at their position that has already proven that they can go from undrafted to NFL superstar if you put in the work and the time and you attach yourself to those coaching staff's hip and you try to figure out every single thing you can do to improve your chances of earning a spot on a roster. And you're going to have to earn a spot on this roster because this one is one of the better rosters in the NFL and there is not many spots available. But you can do it and there's a guy in your room that has proven it. Yeah, I mean, there's no better example of that. And it used to kind of be the same way with like Adrian Phillips, right? Where it's just yeah. like the model of persistency, right? Just the yeah. guy kept came coming back, kept getting cut, and made his way onto the team. And there's so many undrafted free agents. That's been such a big story with this team is just them finding these undrafted free agents to fill in the, the cracks of the roster. And it's yeah. worked out so well for them. And you need that to happen when you've got the contracts like Joey Bosa and Khalil yeah. Mack. And yeah. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, right? And as Derwin James' contract comes up and Justin Herbert contract comes up, this is how you stay competitive and this is how you kind of get an edge on some other teams when you're able to find cheap guys that are going to come in through two or three year deals, right? That you're going to have supremely on the cheap that can come in and have an impact. And there's been so many Malcolm Floyd, Antonio Gates, Jaleel Adai. I mean, there's there's been so many guys that they've found ways to use coming in as undrafted free agents who have had really long careers in the NFL and with the Chargers specifically, but so hard not to root for Austin Eckler. Like the dude is not afraid of your fantasy football expectations. He's not afraid of your questions about he why he's not showing up all. for the OTAs. The dude's just a super good dude. And I, I'm yeah. happy that he's, you know, taking the time to put in time in his community with his foundation and do all the cool things he's been able to do outside of football, you know, and I understand why he wasn't at OTAs, but it is still exciting. All the guys that did show up because it still does kind of feel like there's something special and something different going on this year with this team after all of these additions. And I can't wait to take the, you know talk to Haley Elwood about it on Wednesday, David. And you guys aren't going to want to miss that. Haley Elwood coming on the show this Wednesday to talk Chargers this special season and much more to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms. Always keeping it totally free for you guys. That's something that's very important for us is to keep the show free. And that's why we have ads and do some of the things that we do. It's so we can always be free and be, always be available for you guys and give you that daily Chargers content. And we love bringing it to you guys. That's the most important part. And thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, though, one of the best highly recommended podcasts I would give you guys is the Lockdown NFL Show. That is the one show I go to to get up to date with everything going on throughout the week. There's different experts that take it over every day and different topics. And I love keeping up with the rest of the NFL that way because it's easy to get stuck in my Chargers bubble. But thank you guys for coming on to this show because the Chargers are the team we all want to talk about and the best team out there right now. So if you guys want to keep up with the show, make sure you guys are following all of our social media as well. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrogTalkSD. We post the show to both of our accounts every day and are at Locked On LAC show Twitter page. You can also find our Locked On Chargers Facebook page, and you can find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers. We will be getting back to Fan Mail Friday this week. If you guys want to get your questions in, you can hit us up anywhere, even in the YouTube comments, Instagram DMs, or on the posts that we'll put out on Twitter. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924 with your questions. Trying to keep them short and sweet. We'll be more likely to get on the show. But 
Haley Elwood coming on the show this Wednesday. Make sure you guys are back here for that. Until then, take it easy and go Bulls.